You're listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us starting now. All right, everybody, we are so grateful that you are here. We have welcomed back a very special guest, Dr. Daria Long. I think I could speak for both of us, Ellie, when I say that she is one of our favorite guests and we're so grateful to have her back. Yeah, I mean, we might be a little bit biased because we got to interview her and speak to her in episode three of the podcast. So if you haven't heard that episode, you may want to revisit it. But in addition to being an ER doctor, a mom of two, a TEDx speaker, an author, Dr. Daria Long has also devoted her career to investigating and understanding why women experience burnout. And she is with us for a special two-part series to talk about a study that she did on women and why they experience burnout. So we're super excited. We are. And she actually referenced this study in episode three. So we hope that you enjoy. Let's get rolling with part one with Dr. Daria Long. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Grow Further podcast. It is one that we have been anticipating for about a year now, Chris. Isn't that right? I would say a year and I totally just wooed. We have Dr. Daria back with us in the hot seat that is going to share. She's going to share all about her most up-to-date, groundbreaking research, the first of its kind, and she's sharing it with us today. I cannot wait to hear all about burnout in women. It's such an important topic um, for all of us, really. Yes. So welcome back, Dr. Daria. Thank you for being here with us again. Um, we're, we're just excited to talk to you and to hear all about this study. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you, Chris. It's so good to see you both and join you again. Dr. Daria, since we last spoke, um, you had been deep in uh, research for a study that was recently published um, called Understudied Social Influences on Work-Related and Parental Burnout. And, you know, I really would love if you could give our listeners a little bit of an overview or a flavor for what was involved in the study and what you hoped to take a look at. Yes. So, yeah, and that exactly was the academic title of our very first paper from the study, which was just the overarching called the burnout study in women. Um, Y'all know I I always like to dive into what the evidence shows. And I had created my website, Troop.com, to do that. And I was trying to write an article on burnout and I realized there wasn't good evidence on burnout. Interesting. Which... It, it was just a lot of anecdotal stuff. You could see that people were really miserable, but in terms of finding evidence of, okay, what do we do about it? Let's get some solutions here. There wasn't good evidence for that. So we partnered with some top researchers and uh, corporations and media outlets to create the burnout study in women, um, not only to find out you know, the degree of the problem, but to really find actionable solutions and interventions. And when you look at two women who have very different levels of burnout, what is the difference? What is accounting for it? If you control for all the other things, you can still have really different levels. What's that? I wanted to know what res- what is responsible for that. I think there was an understanding in general that we knew it was happening. We knew burnout mm-hmm. was happening, right? Yep. And, um, you know, we were able to see that it was more prevalent in women. Mm-hmm. But the whys behind it and the things that contribute to it may seem like common sense, but 
really, it didn't really have that evidence-based um, element. Right. So I love you were able to bring together um, a cohort of 4,200 women. Yeah. Uh, and I love that you had a mix of demographics. So some were working full-time, some were working part-time, some did not work. Um, varying levels of education, but most had a college degree mm-hmm. and an average age of 42 years. Um, and the other thing that I loved about it is that the majority of those involved in the study were caretakers of young children, older children, or an elderly dependent. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, one of the ways we got such an amazing group of uh, a large group of women, which is kind of unheard of in this size of study, is we partnered, our academic partner was the University of Tennessee uh, Department of Industrial Psychology. So really brought together this academic group to make this the first large-scale academic study of burnout really since COVID. And as you said, we really wanted a good sample, but really dove in on those women who, some were moms, some weren't, but were many, most of which were caregiving and a lot were working and really having to balance all of that because we were trying to, to look at a very real-world sample. Can you share with our listeners, what were the key findings that um, that y'all discovered through doing your research? So a couple different things. One was we found that, which maybe this is not surprising, but we asked about being able to do it all. And we found that 82% of women felt that they should be able to do it all. And 7% of them felt that they actually could. Ooh. And one of, right? And one of those things we realized is that Chris, Ellie, like me, what may actually be contributing to my or your burnout may be totally different. But there's one thing that's uniform. It's that mar- that difference between what you think you should and what you actually can do. That discrepancy, that is a direct predictor of burnout. And that we found to be fairly universal. It makes it no longer an emotional thing. It's no longer a personal weakness thing. It is really your demands, which are your should do's. And your resources, which is what you can do, if there is a huge discrepancy and if your demands are always bigger than your resources, that can directly predict burnout. That's when you start to have burnout, which now gives you actionable things because you say, okay, how can I, what are my demands? How can I start to reduce my demands? Or what are my resources? What, where can I draw, what can I draw from to be able to do these things? Either one of those will affect your burnout. I was going to say, I love that you coined it as the do it all discrepancy yes. because yeah. it's so relatable. We um, we do. I, I I can relate to this so well. I It was so staggering to me. The difference, though, 82 percent versus mm-hmm. that 7 percent of I feel like I actually could do what I'm expected to do. Yes. And you know what's exactly. so interesting is that Ellie and I were just having a conversation because we have regular check ins with each other. And literally, Ellie was just talking about her role as a mom, her role at work, her role as a partner, her role as a daughter. There are so many different things that she should do in your mind, right, Ellie? But like, literally, you said, I cannot do it all. And as a result, loss of sleep, loss of energy, difficult, bring your best self to this next person, whoever that be, whether it's your baby or whether it's a call at work. I mean, mm-hmm. Ellie, I'll throw it over you because I'm kind of talking about your life, but it's just like you're literally living the do it all discrepancy right now, as is so many other people. I am. And I don't this isn't a therapy session for me, although I really do appreciate it. <laughs> I, I think that many that are listening could relate to the fact that there are a lot of hats that we wear, 
a lot of roles that we're expected to play. And I really appreciate that this was um, made from an abstract concept into something that is really, really able right. to be visualized and, and we can wrap our head around. Um, so what else did we find? So, so going back that, so then we looked at what is, let's look within the, what in this do it all discrepancy. Um, because now we just say, how do you start to tackle this? There are some things that are very concrete that we have to get done. You know, some things, you know, like childcare, like you have to make sure your child is fed and, and diapered. Like there's just some basics there. Right. You have to make sure you have a roof over your head. You know, you have certain things at work that you have to get done. Now, granted, each of those have gotten more complex in the last generation. Um, and then and we'll talk about that. But then on top of that, there are the idealized do-it-alls that I talked about that really are new to our generation as mothers, which include things like, you know, is your child in travel soccer by the time they're age three? Are you making them food, but not just regular food? Are you making it from an organic wheat that you grew in your backyard when you are making them that bread that you make <laughs> oh from my scratch? Goodness. Yes. And are you doing it with perfectly ombre Instagram perfect highlights? all the time and it's a lot of this idealized stuff that we found like this is such an extra weight um you know over 62 percent of women said like comparing themselves to some woman that they think seems to be doing it all aka checking up all these idealized boxes so one of the things we want to do is say, okay let's let's realize what are these idealized boxes and which of them were, did you add to your demand stack because they actually matter to you? And which of them do you add to your demand stack because it seems like it's something that you should just be doing in today's world? Mm. Because those are easy things to topple off of your demands column. If it's just because it, you thought somebody needs to do on Instagram or something else, um, those are easy things to start to let it go. Okay, I'm going to tackle my do-it-all discrepancy. I'm going to start with these idealized, ridiculous things that I'm doing that I don't actually even care about, but somebody led me to believe are important. Well, the other thing I just want to touch base on, because you mentioned it and, you know, the part of the thing that leads into both elements that you found, the do it all discrepancy, the the comparison and the the hurtful way that we we see that comparison and we we bring it to the surface. A lot of it is because of the fact that women are carrying a lot more responsibility than ever before. Can you talk a little bit more about that, um, about that finding from the study? Yeah. And they did, they commented on the greater degree of responsibility and also that just being a parent itself, it requires more time and more energy for this generation than they felt that their own parents oh, were spending yeah. doing. In comparison to their parents. In comparison. Yes. So if you think about it, you know, people broke, women broke through the glass ceiling in the whatever, 1960s, 70s. And now we're able to take on really wonderful corporate jobs. And that's really fabulous. Nothing ever came in place to take away the other things that we tend to have to do mm. in, in the home. And again, we're generalizing. There are there are men, there are fathers who absolutely do these things. And, and men can experience burnout, too. So a lot of these go across all genders. Um, but so, yes, women are carrying things at the same time. They've also gotten more complex work itself, which you would say is work is kind of one of those real uh, demands that we kind of, that we have to do has gotten more complex. It's gotten 24-7. There are the requests you get from your boss to be online at all times, um, often in different different people, different time zones, doing things from home. So work itself has gotten more complex as well. So there's been both an increase in our number of responsibilities and then also kind of an, at the same time, there's a, a widening of the complexity of each of those responsibilities too. 
which is why one of the key thoughts from the do it all discrepancy is if you don't deliberately kind of say these are the demands I'm choosing to take on or I'm going to accept. Otherwise, the world the world will give you as much demands as can keep piling on. It's going to. The world wants your time, your energy and your attention. Those three things. All of this, the biggest takeaway from the do it all discrepancy is to really acknowledge what's in your two columns. Because, okay, I'm going to start deliberately choosing and not letting the world choose for me. Because if you let the world choose for you, you will be in burnout, period. So, Dr. Doria, after, you know, seeing and starting to compiling all the data from the study and understanding that there were those major findings, what stood out to you or surprised you the most? Is there anything you learned that you were not expecting to learn? We had a a population that is very very well educated, fairly well resourced, um, had uh, careers and in most, many people's eyes, these are the women who you would perceive, because I've spoken to many of them as they are doing it all. And then you see how <laughs> there should be another gap. There's the gap actually between the degree to which you think you are doing it all and the degree to which everybody else thinks you're doing it all. And then the degree to which you actually think you're actually succeeding at all. Oh, wow. um, I think that's a big deal too. Because we, this do it all is such an idealized, ridiculous metric that's out there that if we don't hit 100%, we see itself, see ourselves as a failure. And hearing women talk, I think reading the open ended comments that women put in were, were heart wrenching and devastating. You see someone who in all metrics seem to be doing well and they are just criticizing themselves on every front, feel that they're failing on everything. So we really wanted to give tools to say, okay, fine. First, we're going to be tactical. How can we actually decrease your demands in a way that still puts food on the table? You don't lose your job and you're not running off to an ashram and like deserting your family. Um, And how do we increase your resources? And then how do we also adjust your mindset about it? So one of the things I say, can we ban the phrase? You know, I used to be on a mission to ban the phrase crazy busy. Not one mission to ban the phrase like mom fail or some hashtag fail. Like, let's stop that. Because it's not a fail. It's not a fail. If you got your kids a carpool and their socks didn't match, you got your child to school. Congratulations. And they're clothed and fed. Um, Let's stop that language around ourselves. If we don't hit that do it all. Dr. Dara, we'd love to, we, we close out every conversation that we have around um, any, any of these topics with some tips. So we'd love to ask you, what's the best piece of advice you could offer a woman who's experiencing burnout right now? So we talked about mindset. I would say, let's get tactical um, because I think you're experiencing burning out right now. Let, let's look at, at what it is. And I always talk about triage. Let, like, let's look truly look at your list and what is most, what is really important to you? That's your most important. And I want you to also look at your list and say, what can you take off your list? So I always Ooh, say, okay. you know, delete, delegate, automate and do. So delete. What is on your list, whether that's the organically made bread that you grew in your backyard or some extra event that you think you have to do, whether it's at work or at school, that really doesn't matter. I want you to go cut something off your list today that's been wearing you down, been making you feel bad and making you feel guilty and let it go. Either like you may need to tell somebody or you may just say, I'm not going to care about that anymore. That's not my thing. So I want you to go look at your list, something that you're carrying around, whether it's a task or like this thing, you need to delete it. Number two is delegate. We need to get better at delegating, whether that is to have our children do something. And if our children fail at doing it, 
letting them have those like small minor fails if they forgot to bring a book to school to your partner to somebody on your team you know delegating then taking a third step is automating what are those decisions that you make every week how can you automate them can you sign up your food for subscribe and save on walmart or amazon or anything anything if you are making the same decisions for your family every week automate it stop get it off your plate get do do the work for 10 minutes tonight get it automated and now your to-do list is smaller. Now you can do the thing. Say, what are my two things I need to achieve today? And now I do them. So you delete, delegate, automate, do. I love it. I love the it's, recipe. One of the other tips that you share with us, uh, Dr. Dario, you share in your in your key takeaways of the study is batching the small stuff. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that looks like and how people can bring that to life? Yes, because batch the small stuff or batch the small bleep for other people, but we usually say stuff for when children are listening because children are always listening. We're talking about the little tiny to-dos, the little things that wear away at us all day. And we're talking maybe send $8 for a coach's gift, sign up for a school conference. Hey, everybody buy something for so-and-so's retirement party. These little tiny things, they just overwhelm your day. So instead of letting them do that, I say create a little folder in your inbox and call it BTSS. Anytime you get a new request, to do something. Don't stop what you're doing. Just drag it to your BTSS folder. Then the next time you have some dead time, maybe you are in um, waiting on hold with your insurance company, or you are in carpool, which is where our souls go to die, or you're <laughs> waiting at the subway. Pull out your BTSS folder. Do really quickly. Venmo those $8. Sign up for a conference. Do this and that. Get all your little BTSS done. You get a bunch of them done in 40 or 50 minutes without them interrupting your day. It keeps your day moving, gets you your important stuff done and gets your little things done again without getting in the way of the rest of your day. And can I say one thing about that, Dr. Daria, because I'm terrible. I definitely need a batch the small stuff folder, a BTSS folder, because I have so many things on my to-do list that just stay there Mm -hmm. also. And day after day after day, I see them. Mm -hmm. And then I start having this mindset of I'm just not getting it done. I'm not accomplishing it, which then erodes just my self-image. It just doesn't feel good. So it's also from a mindset perspective, I feel like it's freeing to cross things off the list, especially the ones that can be handled in a couple minutes. Yes. So Chris, I would say, yes. The other thing is I always also have an extra hour on my calendar once a month or once every two weeks of BTSS to get it just in case I haven't had it done. done. And anything like that, that Chris is sitting on your to-do list, put it on your calendar. Take it off your to-do list, put it on your calendar so you will do it. For all of you who are interested in finding out more about the burnout study and even being able to take a fun quiz about what your burnout risk is and what you can do for it and about it, uh, please visit Dr. Daria's website. It's truve.com, T-R-U-E-V-E.com. Dr. Daria, thank you so much for reviewing this with us, for sharing this with us. This is such an important topic. I know I shared that I feel it so deeply and hopefully just some of this awareness of what is out there and what might be contributing to burnout will help women and even men who are experiencing it right now. And, uh, you know, they they really we can do it all as long as we're doing the things that are most important to us. That's that's really what I took away from it. Yes. We talk about that too. Choose your all. Like, What is your all? Don't let the world decide anymore. What is your all? And that you can do. So thank you so much. Yes. It's truve.com backslash quiz to actually get really good, 
data-driven recommendations for how to reduce your burnout. I love that. Thank you so much, Dr. Daria. Bye, Chris. Bye, Ellie. Thank you. See ya. All right, everybody. Between now and then, grow just a little bit further. We'll see you next time with Dr. Daria. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Grow Further podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's episode. Thank you.